Sandbox and its contents are the independent thoughts of each host. It's not our intention, but we have been known to make people see red. Don't come to the Sandbox and expect not to get dirty. In fact, we hope some sticks with you. So dig in, let's play. We are the Scarlet, Scarlet Sandbox. Morning! Good morning. So, I successfully posted it. Oh, I hadn't even tried. Week seven. <laughs> okay, right now this week eight. This is week eight, so please make it. Come on, watch, watch this. The stars watch are gonna this. align. You watch ready? This. I am feeling like so for good. eight weeks or seven, for real. Adrian has not been able to successfully share the podcast to her newsfeed on the first try. So here we are, and we're gonna make it work. It's going. It's down. going to work. Change, change the source. Hey, so a quick reminder while I'm uh, sharing and caring. Sharing and caring. Is watch me change this to my news feed. Yes, girl. Um, but why don't you guys take a minute and share it for us too. If you are enjoying our podcast and, um, you know, we already feel so much love because of how much so. y'all inbox and how much you comment and, you know, we're seeing the amount of views and so, so, so appreciate it. And we hope that everybody finds a little bit of value in something we say. <laughs> and did wrong along the way and can tell you how to do it yes. better than we did. My um, mistakes. You share it too. And don't forget to comment because that is literally like every time you comment, that is you being our cheerleader. That's like me going, yay, <laughs> something I said matters. Thank you. <laughs> so make sure you comment. We love it. And I do try to go back. Adrian does go back. I mean, she's really on it. I try. You're so on it. That's because I don't have a seven-month-old. She's nine months, but yes. Oh, that's right. Golly. I forget mine's even... I'm like, I'm 16 and fixing (laughs) to drive, and I'm trying to give her her phone back, and I'm like, but aren't you a baby? Speaking about our children... Here we go. Here we go. This is like the most anticipated uh, podcast. I know, and I'm really second-guessing on why we had just one Oh, we'll do it again. I know we'll do we it can again. talk a whole year. We can talk about this every <laughs> And now week. co-parenting for the remainder of 2021. So co-parenting. We've been on both sides. Yep. And lots of things I would do different. Um, lots, of lots of things, things. I'm proud of. Oh, the lessons we've, we've learned. all learned. Um. I think the biggest thing, you know, in fact, in fact, is a lot of people, well, let's just start it off with, uh, love your kid mm-hmm. more than you hate your ex. Post-it note, pull it out, write that down. Because you're going to fail at it 1,000%, and then you're going to pick yourself up, dust off, try it again. But focus number one. Number two, if there is one lesson that I learned, and let just, I mean, I know if you followed us, then you know, but for those of you that are new to us, I'm just going to tell you, I have three kids with two dads. Mm-hmm. I have one dad that I've struggled with, and I have one dad that I've co-parented really well with. So make sure you understand that I have also both sides of that. Then my husband has an ex-wife that was very, we... Struggled in the co-parenting department. Still do. You're not done yet. Yeah. Right? Um, so I've I, when I talk about all angles, you I mean really all do angles. Have all angles. 
Um, and so if there's one thing that I did learn uh, rather quickly was when your kids are little, if you, you know, well, and I'm just going to tell you right now, this is my personal, I, I'm not saying pro, I'm not pro-divorce. I mean, trust me. I tell people all the time, like, You're a pro if at you divorce. think you hate him now, <laughs> if you think you hate him now, wait till you have to co-parent. Um, so trust me, if you can work out your marriage, always work out your marriage. Um, but if you can't, it's a big, but I'm going to tell you right now. Um, and again, you know how I am. This is not a blanket statement. Everybody's different, but in my uh, experience and opinion and whatever, um, Waiting till they've graduated high school is not the jam. Oh, man, not the jam. I think a lot of our clients over 15 and 16 years have been like, as soon as they graduate, I'm like, you're... That is like is the worst. Because let me tell you, your kids know. They do know. I'm going to tell you right now, your kids are smarter than you. That's very true. Because they're not as emotional as you. So they're looking from a different lens with a clear lens. You're muddy. You're mad. You're angry. You're this. You're that. They aren't. Mm-hmm. So they know you better than you do. They know your marriage better than you do. It's crazy. So if you think that they don't know, and then what are you teaching them? Mm. Not good. Not good. Not good. And None I'm, of that is good. No. I, I can't think of one thing that that's good. So now you're picking your poison, right? Because which is worse. But better to say, I messed up. I'm going to fix this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. through your divorce you know so you're telling your kids look i so okay kids i we picked the wrong way because you know another thing that i love to say is two really good people cannot be meant for each other very true so sometimes it's a matter of hey your dad's a great guy i'm a great guy girl wow <laughs> i still liked it <laughs> i did that on our first podcast yes um you know and then there are times that it's just then you have some toxic you know, mm-hmm. but that's not your kid's problem. But it's better to say, look, we were toxic and I don't want you to find toxic. How can we do better? How can yeah. I do better to teach you better? Then ride this toxic wave for me with me for 18 years and then I'm going to blow up your life. And then when you move out and go on your own filled with years of toxicity. Yep. I hope you're successful. Yeah. That's- and your relationships at that. Right. Because I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, you know, I say it starts at home. And so your toxic relationship or, you know, watching your parents and then you go have one, that is 90% of our world's problems. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing experiences. It's just your job as a parent is to bring the least toxicity as you are physically able to your children. And let me tell you, moms, I'm going to give you another statistic. This is a proven fact. We are 100% responsible for how our children teach or how our uh, children love and respect the other parent and their spouse. Absolutely. It 100% starts with the mother. That is a proven fact. I just, I can't with the talks. Like, I can't. So we have a responsibility. If you don't like your ex-husband or you don't like uh, his new wife... It is 100% the responsibility of the mother. Because what that mother says goes. It does. They just do. Your parent, your your children. Good Lord, what is wrong with me today? Come on now. Your, um, your children 
respect the mother. And it's not that they don't respect their father, but if we break this down to a biblical principle, the dad is the protector and the provider. The, the kids are looking for the dad to swallow them with like armor, you know, but the mother is the nurturer, which I don't know. God skipped me in that department. <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm the mother and the father, <laughs> but I'm more the protector provider than I am the nurturer, which I work on. In fact, I've worked a lot, you know, since, um, Dustin and I got married. I'm really, I've, we were talked about through, that through our marriage uh, podcast, letting him be the protector provider and me be the nurturer. And I think because I didn't have that ability for a lot of years, I had to take on both roles, you right. know, and then I didn't have time to worry about it. So get your shoes on. Don't care how you feel about it, but get out there and go to school. <laughs> you know? Win the day. See ya. <laughs> Win the day. I love that. <laughs> um, so I just, I'm telling y'all, whether you like to hear it or not, moms, you have a bigger responsibility in this co-parenting department. It, you decided, and listen, some people didn't decide. Either way, you ended up in a divorce. Mm -hmm. Either way, maybe they left you, maybe you agreed to it. It is your job mm -hmm. to watch what you say to those children. Because mm -hmm. at the end mm -hmm. of the day, they are children. I don't yep. care how old they are. Yep. And it's better to say, moms... You know, I feel like we lost sight somewhere of being able to just say, I failed. I'm sorry. When you do mess up, then that's when you go to your kid and teach them how to apologize. Mm -hmm. When you say, mm, I shouldn't have brought this problem to you. I shouldn't have talked to you about your dad like that. I shouldn't have whatever, you know, because we're human. Accept that. You're going to mess up. But how are you going to make that right? Because when you show your kid that, then they will show that to others. And if right? you don't think it doesn't matter, it's never too early. There were plenty of times where, I mean, I'm not just saying just co-parenting, but things that I would say that were not right or wrong and factual, whatever. I'd be like, hey, Raven, I'm really sorry about that. Or, hey, Raven, I'm really sorry I lost my temper back there. It was really because of this. And what she's four and five. But, like, if you are able to say sorry and set your kid up for success no matter what, then... You I just had to do that with Tegan this week. Yep. You know, we we got cross and, you know, she has been in counseling for a couple of years from a situation with her. But, um, and, you know, she had to learn some things about herself. And I sometimes lose my temper because I can see things a little bit more forward thinking. But at the same time, I have to respect that she's 20 years old and she needs to learn some things on her own. But man, I tell you what, she I'm so proud of her because she said uh, she went to church and it was about forgiveness and this and that. And I told her, I said, you know, forgiveness is always, she's like, I don't know if that it's always the right answer, you know. So right. uh, they're, they're smarter and more capable than we give them credit for. Absolutely. But I also um, feel like being honest with your children you know, being able to decipher between they're four years old. Your four-year-old doesn't need to know. You they need the truth relative to them. Right. Don't ever lie to them, but hand, give them the truth at their mental capacity. Yes. Stop sugarcoating. Stop sugarcoating, but just realize. And if you don't know how to do that. So if you're thinking that, because remember we talked about speaking truth and love, right? This mm. is a perfect place to start is with your kids, right? 
So if you don't know how to do that, that you find yourself telling the truth, but during the truth, you're bashing the other parent or making that kid choose. That's not what we're talking about. Not at all. And if you don't know how, then that's where you go seek counseling, your pastor, somebody to help you walk through these situations, you know, Uh, because I also realize that as the mom, you're only in control of you. So you're doing the right thing. You're, you know, whatever. And then the dad's over here. And look, dad, some, we have men that watch too. obviously flip this reverse if Very this true. is a case. Either you know, way. we're speaking from a woman's because uh, we recognize right. that good um, dads. We recognize good dads. Yes. We're married to them. Yes. Married to a very good dad. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, my point is, what was I saying? No, just totally. Uh, as a mother, it's our job to tell the truth and love. Don't bash the other parent. Oh, my point was, so if that other parent is then bashing you, oh yeah, sometimes we have to talk to our children about realities of these situations. Yes, mom did that. Or, you know, I'm sorry dad feels that way. Or, you know, these types of things. You, you don't say, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Like your kid's stupid and doesn't know. They know. They know. So just be honest. You know what? Mom did that. And this is, you know, how I felt and this is the situation. And, you know, I'm sorry if that hurts you, but that was between dad and I or whatever the situation, you know, but um, I really encourage. And then I'm going to tell you, I I feel like 16 is kind of that magic number. It's always kind of my magic number because I feel like. That's the worst for us. Huh? That's like the worst for us. Oh, well, and I just mean um, at the point in which you give your kid a car. Mm Mm-hmm. And are telling them that you're ready to send them out in the world on their own. Because that's about the time you do that, right? Mm. I'm not saying you don't have boundaries there or rules. But I'm saying they, they, they're they right. not riding in the car with you anymore in your protective bubble. Mm-hmm. You can't be the, in their car every second of the day. Right. So that's kind of my magic number of if you're 16 and you're old enough to operate a motor vehicle, then we can have some hard talks. Oh, for Then sure. you can kind of go to another level of truthfulness. And hey, this is what's happened to me. And you know... I say that even about um, parties and whatnot. I tell my kids things I've done or bad choices I made or things that happened to me because I want them to know that when I'm telling them they can't go to the party, this is why. So being honest with your kid. But the other part of that is I feel like sometimes we're not honest because we don't want to take the time to explain or we don't want to say, hey, we did this wrong because, you know, mom is supposed to be perfect image and have it all together and I tell you what to do because I'm so perfect and that's mm-hmm. not the jam. Not it. Not it. So when you're honest, then you're building trust, right? And and your kid says, my mom has my best interest. And that's what our kids are looking for is healthy boundaries. They're looking for consequence right. because consequence equals love. God tells you that in the Bible that when you have a consequence on your own from God, that's that's objective. It's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's a cause and effect thing. That's the way it should be, mm-hmm. right? You're not trying to get at them. I think the main thing in in any of this is realizing that you only can have control over you and your household. I think that, you know, I don't have control over Anthony's ex. I don't have control when I had, you know, Shane's current girlfriend. I can only control me and my household. When you start trying to, like, herd cats. Well, and that's my point about building trust, Right. So then when they do go to the other parent's house and let it, let's say it is bashing and crazy and whatever, I know my mom, I know. Mm -hmm. And you, and let me tell you, I of all people know how hard that is to trust that 
factor. Mm. But they know. Yeah, because you're consistent. Consistent. It's huge. Mm-hmm. What That's what I love about Anthony. I'm telling you, man, like I've never had problems with Anthony, like picking any, like his rules, him and me, same, same for however many years. The kids have gone, got mad, left, gone for a year. I'll show you. They're right back. Mm-hmm. And we're the same people. And we've never changed. And both of them have said that. Like, well, I knew what I was getting when I came here. And it's still here. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, it's huge. And another post-it noteworthy little nugget is, I don't, I mean, if you have not watched the uh, Gabriel Hernandez on Netflix, which is the most horrific case of child abuse mm-hmm. um, in our country, I think, Um you know, it just shows you that no matter what, their your child is going to love their other parent. Yep, they and you are. need to accept that. They are. Period. End of discussion. And the sooner you accept that, then but you I'm, can move on to being the better parent. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm on that other end of the mom. Like whatever the mom says goes. But then in the end, it still doesn't matter what what you say. You know what I mean? They come back. Like at some point, they just are going to love that other parent no it, matter what. They exactly. just are. Well, or. In a situation where a child knows that their parent is toxic and has issues. Well, because you're, yeah, you've definitely lived through that. Um, And at the end of the day, they love that parent. They still do. So making sure that they, you know, are healthy enough to recognize those things, work through them, always encouraging them to, you know, and especially as they get adult level, um, you know, if you've got a problem with your mom or you've got a problem with your dad, let's let's talk about how we can get counseling for that. Don't always yep, try to be the help. one to rescue them because you can't, especially as a step parent. You know, yeah. I know that my stepdaughter, th- you know, loves me, respects me. I know. Same thing. I know she knows what she's getting. Right. When she, she comes to me. Right. But there are things that she doesn't want to hear from me. I'm mm. not her mother. Yes. You know, and so being able to support and love and you know teach them I'll tell you right now there is one thing my biological or stepchildren I've said that is your father you're going to love and respect him that doesn't mean that there weren't times I said this behavior is not okay and you do not have to accept it Mm -hmm. you know but that is your father or vice versa that is your mother you know and there were times I mean we we all know and my stepdaughter knows you know Kids like to play both sides. They like to say, mom did this to me. And and then when, you know, she's done being mad at mom, dad did this to me. They do that anyway in the normal people who are married. Absolutely. So imagine what they do when you're not married. Parent, step up. It is your responsibility to say, honey, now I, you and I both know your dad loves you. But ha- had you not worked on yourselves, the biggest thing you can do for your kid and go, parenting is not focus on the kid number one is to focus on you number one Mm -hmm. you'll spill over no matter how you are and in what condition you are you're going to spill over so like that work on yourself first Mm -hmm. but we get stuck there we don't want to do that because it hurts or it's painful and and i feel like a lot of times again my divorce expertness expertness (laughs) expertness is that a word you've won divorce (laughs) forget the day um you know Here's what happens in or just grand scheme of things. Y'all got a divorce before you were done. Divorce num- rule, you know, divorce 101 is do not get a divorce until you are so emotionally exhausted you do not care. I told everybody, do not get a divorce unless you'd rather lay down right there on this floor and never get up again than to be in that marriage. Yes. 
And the reason I say that is because really at the end of the day, they treat divorce like breakup. Oh, yeah. I'm mad at you. I'm leaving. So then what happens is now you got to share kids. And the truth is, whatever you're putting your kid through is really because you're still mad, angry, upset. Why are you mad, angry, upset at your ex? Because you love them. Or yeah, you get because you like them, or you just been so wronged. So you know, but but still, you know, hurt is a secondary emotion. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Or anger is a secondary emotion to hurt. Right. If you're hurt, you have feelings. Congratulations. So get help. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Take a number. (laughs) Um, But my point is, you know, at some point you have to heal that divorce and heal that wound. From the person that you once and stop saying, I never loved her. I never loved him. Yeah, you did. You didn't marry him because you didn't love him. But those kids are going to like attract. I even tell my husband, like my husband says that. And I'm like, liar. I mean, (laughs) Anthony has, he's like, you know, I I loved her with what I thought was love. Exactly. What I thought it was. But at the end of the day, that is exactly what. You had some sort of emotion. So call it at whatever level or whatever. You didn't just marry somebody that you picked up off the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. There was something there. Accept it for what it was. You know what I mean? Like, it just accept it for what it is. You don't have to, um, I never, you know, whatever. Okay. But that's only affecting your kid because then your kid thinks, oh, I was made. I wasn't made out of love. That's the last thing you want your kid, you know? So just... Be a grown up and identify that, but working that part out then supersedes. Work it out. E- yeah, that kid's going to attract to the person who's most stable and consistent, mm. no matter who mm. it is. Mm. So if you're the mom and you're mad at stepmom, and that stepmom's healed, they go on track to that stepmom. And listen, news flash, flash. Your kids want boundaries. While they may, I mean. You know, Dustin's ex-wife, like, zero boundaries. Out till 4 a.m., doing whatever, whatever. Like, remember, my kids couldn't even have a Coke. (laughs) I remember that. Whenever she came over and you're like. And, you know, she didn't spend the night with us. I know. For five years. Um, Never spent the night with us. Actually, she did one time and that was a whole other story. But, um, (laughs) you know, because why would you want to? Right. At our house. Rules. Rules, boundaries. And I get it. You know, and now she's raising her own baby and she'll tell me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I love what she tells you now because it's just like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like this. We scary- got rules and boundaries on our almost one year old. I would never let. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember that. Um, and, and, you know, same thing uh, with my kids, you know, their dad had less boundaries mm-hmm. and I will never forget Tinsley, you know, so. One of the biggest things we had was uh, Tinsley, uh, their dad, had moved down the street. He lived like four houses down from us. And after school, he wasn't home, and they could just run the neighborhood and whatever. And I have three girls. Like, you can't run the neighborhood, you know, <laughs> not in... From upon. Yes. And so uh, we, Tinsley, being literally my spitting image, inside and out, was like, I'm going to live with my daddy. Oh, Yeah classic and i mean she said that to me one too many times i said great packy yo <laughs> oh she did man she ran up those stairs she packed that suitcase down she came i said oh that that iphone that stays here oh the ipad that stays here oh that whatever stays here 
you could tell, like she was looking at me going, it's not so bad here what after do, all. What do, what do. <laughs> you know, but she was standing. Mm-hmm. Fine. You can keep it all. I'm going. Bye. <laughs> so the next day I called and I said, did you play outside? Yes. So I get on the phone with her dad and I said, why did she play? Why didn't I? I said, okay, pack her little suitcase back. She's coming back. Like I seriously had her like on, I'm, when I say this, I'm not taking this lightly. Like, I literally had her on suicide watch. Like she was that mm-hmm. out of control. I literally didn't w- want to take her to school. What am I going to do, mom, while I'm at school? And I said, leave. <laughs> like if you don't think I know those ankle mobiles are capable, like I know. Mm-hmm. And so I left her at school. I had the nanny pick her up after school and bring her to me because I made her come to my my salon to work with me because I, I couldn't leave her alone. Like she was that angry and that mad, you know. And when she came to my salon... She cleaned that sucker like nobody's business. She even, we have these hair vacs that are the nastiest, it's the worst disgusting, part of our job. And she cleaned it out. Ew. And I was like, who are you? You know what that told me? That's what she wanted. She just needed. She needed me to say, <clears throat> I love you enough to not let you hurt yourself or do something drastic. And that's where she was. She felt out of control. And I gave her a safe zone. Even though I'm going to live with my daddy, I'm going to do what I want. She appre- she cleaned out my hair vac. She appreciated me so much. So do you think I wanted to do that? No. You know what I mean? Like that was the hardest thing. And knowing is she going to hate me as her mom? Is she going to hate me? But you got to stand so firm that they will love you. And they will love you more when you tell them that they're worthy. They're worthy of not sending out on the street or letting them hurt themselves. You know, because that's ultimately when you're, the, when you're the best friend or the yes mom. Well... I think that, you know, every kid is going to play you at some point. I don't care which one you're on, dad or mom. We've had both children say, I want to come live with you. If you're not healed, you're going to be like, okay, come on, because it's just a stab at the other parent. Again, it's about the other parent, the other parent, the other parent. You think it's about the kid. It's not. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just, like, I don't really exactly. Why do we keep losing our train of thought? (laughs) Because, <laughs> because we have so much to say on this. I know. Like, seriously, y'all, if we like, just did an endless podcast, y'all would seriously be here for three days. Probably. From start to, like, if we didn't even have to take one bathroom break. I just put so much emphasis on you think you're doing what's best for the kid and you're not. You're actually well, doing what's worse for you. But you, I don't even, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that you actually think you're doing what's best for your kid. I think you're so wrapped right. up in hurting the other parent. That's the worst thing to do that you lost sight of your kid right it takes a lot of mental training and a lot of self-discipline to say okay i'm mad i'm angry i'm mad from crap 20 years ago i'm mad about what last week i'm mad about three months ago whatever you're mad about because you're mad every day at your ex right it takes a lot of self-discipline to go, okay, I am. I don't like him. I'm mad at him. I don't, whatever. He hurt me. But this is about little Susie. Mm-hmm. Little Susie needs me. Needs me to be better than hating him. And that takes a lot of discipline. Little Susie's going to grow up and tell you, she's going to play you, right? Like, that's where I was going with this. How you handle that, like, is massive. Massive. Anthony's sat down both children and was like, okay, you say you want to come live here. Here's what it looks like living here. 
Because again, protect, provide for that household. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing that I love. You need to be prepared for that day that they say they're going to go live with the other parent because they're going to, right? So how you handle it, huge. Well, and you know, as a stepmom, let me tell you, I've got the opposite of that. So in my, uh, with my husband, we all know Dustin is a yes man. Okay. And so I've talked a little bit about how, you know, coming in, in fact, <laughs> early on, I would ask him, I would say, why do you want to be with me? Like, <laughs> we are so different. Like, are you sure we should be dating? Like, and then when he asked me to marry, I'm like, Let's you want to marry me? First. Like, what? We are, do you understand what you're marrying? And he's like, yes, I love you. I love the way you are. And I want to be more like you. And I'm like, okay, well, that's hard. <laughs> it takes a lot of discipline. And my husband is not the most disciplined. Now, there are some, my husband obviously has some amazing qualities. So we all know that you have pros and cons, right? But discipline was not, and his daughter needed the most discipline of all of our children mm-hmm. growing up. Okay. And she'll tell you that. I mean, it's not, you know, that's not in a negative way. It's just. Right. Just like out of my three, Tinsley was the one that needed, mm-hmm. you know, the most discipline. But um, in this case, it was easier, you know, for me because Wes and I got along raising Tatum and still do. Elvis and I actually got along for the first 12 years. So my kids weren't didn't really, you know, I didn't have so much. And then by the time we kind of got sideways, they were older. You know, it was easier. They, they'd yeah, they seen, could. they know, you know, where Kirsten was 12 years old and um, mom was angry. Dad was angry. In fact, when, when Dustin and I first met, I literally gave him the analogy of like two boxers. Y'all been fighting. Y'all need to go to your corners mm-hmm. and then let's relax. And then maybe we can come back and co-parent like y'all got to stop talking, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, so I recognized that. He needed, you know, they both had work to do. And in fact, my husband, I gave him the number of a, you know, I told y'all, I don't do it for you. Here's the number of a counselor. Mm. And in fact, I didn't marry him until I knew that that mm. was, because let me tell you what I won't be with. I will not be with somebody that cannot work on themselves. Like I that cannot guy do that. is 100% willing to work on himself. Oh my I mean, gosh. He sat across the table from Anthony and been like, please help me. Yes. Like I want to be like you and how you handle you know, your rules stay your rules. They don't change. I want to do that. Yes. Like it is. He is not above asking for help. No. He is not. And that's why we're married. Do you know what I mean? Because Man. I can deal with almost anything. I just need you to acknowledge. I need you to be humble enough to say, okay, let's work. And let me tell you something. That works both ways. Because there were times I was like, you make her come stay with us. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. Mm. I want her to come when she's ready. Right. And I have to tell you, I 1000% agree with that now. If you're a stepmom, on a side note, let the dude be the dad. I mean, like, I know it's hard if they don't, like you had the yes man, but I don't. And when so many times women try to control the men one, their kids. Well, except that sometimes the mom thinks that the stepmom is, try- is is controlling the dad. True. But like, I'm just saying like the best thing I ever did was just back it up. And listen, I don't know if it's because I would have been 12 years old had I had Matthew, like 12 years old. Anthony had his second child when I was in high school, like... I can't mm-hmm. like, so when I look at Matthew, I'm like, you're like my brother. Like you're only three years difference than my brother. So like when you can just like chill and let the dad step up. And I know that like for you, well, that's and hard. see, that was the thing for me. I didn't have that because I, because Dustin didn't have any boundary. Like, yeah, you're right. So, but what it looked like, what it really, 
And if Dustin was sitting here, he would tell you this. Right. I know when I said, you know, even then when I said, you make her come here, I didn't really do it like that. No, I was I just more like, your daughter needs you. Right. There was one sure. time I made him, I said, I made him. Here I am saying I didn't make one him. One time but I made him do this. I, I, <laughs> there are things I have fought for. Okay. Yes. So when I say that, that's what I mean. But she was lashing out and I said, get in this car. We're going over there. She needs her dad. And he peeled her off the of a toilet one time. Like when I say peeled her off, she was hanging on to it because she wasn't going <laughs> to go with him, you know. And and you know what? She melted into him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I said, that little girl, because I've been the little girl. Right. I've been the lash out. That little girl needs you. And he went over there and he peeled her off that toilet. <laughs> and then she just melted, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, there were times that I did have to push him to step up and be her dad. Well, it's still a, it's still a girl and he's a dude. Sometimes they just, they can't understand women, much less the little ones. Yes, but, <laughs> but you have to remember, my husband would let anybody yes. rob him. Do yes. you know what I mean? Like, just, let me just help throw you the money pack it up. Us. Yeah, he would just, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, no, we need to hold on to our wallet. I have the opposite. <laughs> like, you shall not pass. Like, but, I have you know, you know, and in my case, there were even some of his own family was like, you're letting her control you. No, I said he was worth that. But I was also flip side of that when he didn't do things that were honoring of his ex-wife or the rule or the because to me and my husband will tell you, I'm black and white. Mm. It's right or it's wrong. You need to pay your child, which my husband never, uh, no, he would never not pay his child support. But that's let's just say that's what a lot of people deal with is not getting child support. I mean, I didn't. So, um, I know how that feels. And, you know, that would be something I would, I would never even marry somebody that wouldn't pay their child support. But I'm just giving you an example of as much as I'm saying, get over there and peel her off the toilet. I'm also saying, make sure that you, I mean, there were years that we went above and beyond our child support, providing snacks and diapers and getting, you know, we have special needs son. So getting his wheelchair and things like that, that, you know, while yes, I'm saying, Hey, as a mom with custody or uh, what do you call that? Primary. Primary. You have some responsibilities there. Mm -hmm. Dad doesn't live in that house. But that's still his son. That's still his daughter. He he has to step up and do. So that that works both ways. You can't just take, you can't just tell your husband what you want from him to do, you know, with their child, but then not stand up for him doing the right thing. So, and I think that happens a lot where, oh, that felt good to get her. Do you know what I'm saying? But then when he doesn't do what he's supposed to, you're like, yeah, make her pay. No, that's not how that works. Don't make anybody pay. At the end of the day, like that, obviously, pay your child support. And, you know, making people pay, um, you know, we all do. You know, I feel like as humans, I I try not to be a vengeful person. That's something I don't, I will say that even though maybe I'm not cupcakey, I'm not vengeful. I don't just sit around and think ways I'm going to get you back. Yeah, I, don't I just don't have that, you know, and I'm not saying I've never done it. Just I've, live. Just live. Just live, man. Yes. And so if you, you, you know, taking a step and going, am I being vengeful? Am I just trying to make them pay? Or are you setting a boundary and sticking to it? Because those are two different. very different things. Two different. One's malicious and one's healthy. But remember, this isn't. A bank account at stake. This isn't a checkbook. This is a child. This is a a human being that you're molding their brain. And they're going to have a future spouse. So for nothing else at this point, their own parents' sake. 
insanity. You know, my kids um, were 16 and 17, my oldest two, when they had a really, like I told y'all, with their dad, um, we were best friends for 12 years after we split. I mean, he came and lived with me three times while I was married to somebody else. So when I tell you that, um, I did everything I could to set him up for success, not only as a person, but with his children. Mm-hmm. In fact, I introduced him to his wife. She was my client. And um, I was in their wedding. So if that doesn't tell you, like, we used to have dinner three times a week. I don't really know. We're, we're working now um, at figuring out why, where that went wrong. I mean, I know where it went wrong, but I'm just saying we're working on that. Um, but then there was a point where that got cross when they were 16 and 7. It was something that happened between my children and their dad. Um, and it did affect me. And I've had to really work on not being angry and not making my kids protect me. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that took some soul searching because yeah. you're in this mama bear mode and then I'm offended and hurt and whoa, you know. Um, but the first thing I did for my children was sign them up for counseling. Mm-hmm. I recognized that I could not solve or be the know-all to provide them what they needed through this situation. So if you really care, sometimes it's out of your hands. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be the leader and say, this is more. And this is not just my, like, this isn't a battle between their dad and I. This actually happened to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's something they need to resolve, Right. And it's hard because my kids and I've been very close and then they come to me and say, well, what do you think? And what, and hmm, let me tell you, that took some counseling on my part. (laughs) (laughs) Cause let me tell you, I wanted to tell you what I thought, you know, if you can't be objective, get help, get somebody who can be objective, like not emotional, just rational. And, and, and that's been a rocky road. I mean, Tegan's almost 21. So we're going on four years of it and she's been super close to me and mad at him and then forgiving him. And then I'm mad because she forgives him. And you know, which is again, but I'm going to tell you. She's known for 20 years. I've said, this is your dad. You're going to love and respect him, whatever. So she knows my heart. Right. You know, so that when you do go through a crisis situation, that you're able to, um, she's able to trust that even when I misstep and I'm angry and I let that get the best of me, mom, I know that, you know, I know that's not who you are. Right. Your kid does know where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Good or bad, man. They know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think a big, when, when we've done this in our Bible chit chats or, uh, in our group, a lot of people struggle with my stepdaughter hates me or my stepson hates me. Um, you know, how do I cope with that? They come to my house and act one way, you know, their house act another way. Like that's what I see a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is where I think for me. Um, I actually had a really big shift in December, you know, Kirsten and I had a really big falling out in December. And that was when I really, uh, changed, I did a little 180. This is when and so, me and you sat across from each other with uh-huh. Dustin and Anthony. Yeah. And we were like, here we are. Yeah. And, you know, my advice there from my perspective is same thing. And, you know, this is hard because you have to remember from 12 to mm-hmm. 20 that I had her, 
Um, we didn't have a lot of boundaries on the other side. So I had to be that. And when you're coming to my house, so same thing like what right. you just said. It's your walls. Yes. It's your sandbox. Here we are. Yep. Controlling that. Um, but now that she's turned 18, and I was already trying to do it at 18. This really uh, is just let it go. You're an adult. Here's my boundary when you come to my house. Here's my boundary when you text my phone. Here's my boundary with my husband. But the other thing is now my husband has better boundaries. And mm-hmm. that takes some that took some hard work, you know. But letting your kill your, your children slip up. Not having to be like, "Oh my gosh, I got to catch you. Oh my gosh, I got to fix this for you." Mhm. And that's what we were talking about last week in the Dave Ramsey. Yeah. It'll be easier for you to do that when you let them slip up when they're four. Yeah, when you're in charge of them. <laughs> you know, like legit in charge. Mm-hmm. Let, and, them, let them think they're making them living large, man. You know, But, like, you know, how do you, you know, if, when that's our number one question. It, it is not your job to win this child over. Mm-hmm. It, it is not. It is not. That is exactly how a I suggestion. feel. suggestion. Do not do that. You be you, the most consistent, the most healthy, the most stable, the most whatever you are. They will come back. They will come back. I, I don't know how many times me and Anthony have had to say that to each other. They'll be back. And, you know, I want to put this in perspective, too, when we're talking about this. Um, they'll say, oh, we're at their dad's house. They get to do, they get to have their phone past 10. Yeah. He's their other parent. Yep, that's, I mean, I tried really hard to control, and I'll tell you flat out, I tried really hard to control both households with Raven. Same. I mean, tried so hard, and it, you know what? It, it ain't going to work. It's nope. not. They're going to do what they want to do, and you just got to be like, all right, man. Like That's exactly my point. Now, you've got to separate. Is this detrimental? Right. And if it is, I'm going to tell you, beating your ex about it is has never worked. All that is is you fight, he fights, you know, she fights, you fight. It's just back and forth fighting that your kid is, actually, your kid's winning. Your kid's winning. Because you're giving them in this department, she's giving them in that department. And the next thing you know, the kid's getting to stay up past 10, stay out till 4, do whatever they want. And you know what? Those are the kids that end up in a really bad boat. If it's detrimental, hire an attorney. Yeah. Stop trying to fight the other parent. You're not going to do it. You're, You're not, not going to change them. You're not going to You didn't to do change it. him when you were married yeah, or you'd no, still be you, married. Now he's got nothing. You got nothing now. <laughs> and like, in fact, they love it, right? They love to be like, you can't make me. If I heard children, you can't make me one more time. <laughs> oh, You're right. I can't, you know? So um, save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. Going back to controlling you, your walls. Your sandbox. And sometimes that looks like letting go. Yeah. I mean, that is one thing I have to give mad props to my husband because Kirsten did not come around for a very long time. Us too. And so um, I watched him. Like, that hurt. It does hurt. It, Man, and it's like nothing you can say makes it better, nothing anything. And it's now like, they are the closest. To, I almost said a bad word. Dang true. <laughs> I'm like... They are so close, and um, and I get that that's threatening to the other parent. You know what I mean? Healthy and, close. Like, healthy, stable, healed close. That's yeah. a huge threat. 
Yes. But if she's not stable with her. Mm-hmm. Listen, all I wanted for Raven was to be in a healthy, stable, consistent relation all over there with stepmom, with step-siblings. Like, that's how you know you're healed. You want the best for that child no well, matter what. I mean, first of all, you the whole reason we are in this boat was because um, – I don't want to say the whole reason. That's not what I meant. I mean um, – that weekend that that happened, you had let Raven go to the birthday party of her stepmom's daughter, River. Right. Her stepsister. It was yes. your weekend was weekend. that you said, I'm giving up my time to go to this birthday, you know, so that she could, because you knew how much Raven loved River. Right. And what you knew that that's what best? Raven, yes. What is the best? That is like a perfect example of loving your children more. Had I not let her go to that party, guess who Raven's mad at? Mm-hmm. But I was just gonna get. I mean, the other alternative is that I'm just gonna get back at them and say no. Mm-hmm. Like you usually pay for things like that by your children not respecting you. Mm-hmm. Because they six. know when it's their best interest. Right. Hey, mom, let me. And I know that mom probably didn't want to, but she let me because she loves me more. Right. Like I just and you get to a point where you're not like I don't. I didn't conflict that in my head. You get to a point where you're so healed that you set your kid up for the best success that they can get, and it doesn't affect you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you're stable and... And let me tell you, the, the flip side of that is a lot of the boundaries that Dustin and I put in place or that I've put in place for Tegan and Tinsley, you know, Tegan and Tinsley, I'm using Kirsten a lot in that side of it because with Tegan and Tinsley, I was a mom. Right. So I had more control. And Elvis didn't really fight me on much of that. He pretty much... That's not where we had a problem. Um, but so, you know, just so you know, when I'm talking about this, it's easier for me to use my stepdaughter as that example because I don't quite have that same discipline problem. I was the disciplinary right. even in my co-parenting on the other side, right? Um, but let me tell you, I would do it again. I would fight for consistency and boundaries and doing the right thing for my stepchildren every time. And whatever backlash and whatever waves and whatever, whatever, I'm grown up. Mm -hmm. Bring it. Give it to me. Because right. I'm going to do right by my stepchildren, even when that's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm going to do right by my children, even when that's uncomfortable. And sometimes when I slip up and, you know, there's times, I'll never forget, there was one time that, you know, with Kirsten and uh, we were getting married and she didn't like it and... We sent her a picture of basically us smiling. It wasn't any big, you know, it wasn't like I called her in it, but it was just like, it was Dustin and I's way of being like, we're not asking you for permission. And that's the one that I apologized to her for. Like, and she was like, what? <laughs> she didn't even, you know what I mean? But for, in my heart. Mm -hmm. So there are times that I was like, okay, no, I need I'm to. I'm the adult. I'm the adult, you know, and because we're human and we sin and we do dumb stuff. Then same thing with my daughters when this stuff has happened with their dad and I've, Flipped out and lashed out, whatever, and I have to go, well, miss the boat on that. So you're going to fail. But you can say, yeah, I missed the boat. That's the yes. best part. I'm, for people who can't say, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry. It is the best. <laughs> it's the best for you. It, it is it really the most freeing. The easiest thing to be is like, man, I had some bad information. I'm so sorry. Yes. Like, how hard is that? Or, hey, man, I said something based on what I knew then. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm going to do better now. Like, it's so, it's not hard once you get used to it. God. And well, and it's then nobody can rob you of your inner peace. No, you man. did it. I know. I said, I'm sorry. Like, like the end. But I, so, you know, if you take one thing away from this podcast this week, 
dad, mom, whoever the other parent is, is letting your kid stay out till 4 a.m., stay on the phone, do all the things that would never fly in your house. I feel you. And if you're that parent allowing that, take a step back. Are you doing it because you care about your kid or are you trying to pay back your ex? You know, reflecting on both sides of that. Because winning your child. Yeah. I'm going to win my kid. And the truth is, the truth of the matter is, you're both probably in the wrong. But you're not going to fix the other person. So what can you fix about you? And maybe stop the dynamic. Maybe stopping the dynamic can start with you by taking a step back, waving the white flag and saying, you're right. I've been doing this to hurt you, to hurt the parent instead of being the stable parent. The bottom line, don't get out of your sandbox to march over there and step into theirs and try to fix that or Mm -hmm. work on that. It's not yours. And while you're over there doing that, yours is, you know. Just make sure hang out. I for love anybody. that. And that's why we use the sandbox, right? Because I love that. Stay in yours. Well, and make your make your sandbox so inviting. So safe. Right. And remember, sometimes safe and inviting means I'm not going to allow you to self-destruct. Right. So when you're done self-destructing, here's your safety. Because they know and yeah. they will. And you've got to trust that. Make sure that sand is so clean and so sifted. The lawn chair is set up. The sun is shining. You got a little umbrella. You can take a little nap. You got a little cocktail. Not for your kids, for you. <laughs> Anytime you're trying to fix somebody else's sandbox, it's time you took away from yours. Well, yeah. Anytime. And that's the thing. Too many people, when you're fixing somebody else's sandbox, now your sandbox, the laundry's piling up, the dishes are dirty. It's not so inviting. Nope. <laughs> But, and, you know, I know we always keep saying this on all of our podcasts, but working on you, working on yourself. That's because it's, it needs to be said so many times because it's that important. You know how many problems that would solve just with your one little self. Mm-hmm. The best you will make the best everyone else. And listen, we know that we have not cut, because I'm telling you, we know this is kind of where we're starting we could have a month long. So we oh, are man. going to continue to talk about get we're going to dive deeper into each circumstance as we continue to go along. So remember, we're only on eight weeks. We can't cover um, the depths of co-parenting, the, in, the depths of us in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I mean, all of our. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, oh, my gosh. gosh. Um, <laughs> you know, we have so many great examples um, that will come up as we talk. Like, yes. That's just how it works. right? Yes. So, um, but you know, I always tell you, if you do have some specific things, hit them in the comments because I do try to all week. And now that, um, I got my lash line, uh, done, I'm really focused here. So leave your comments and we will try to help you through as the week goes along. Tear down your walls. No, we're going to tear down your walls and build your dreams. (laughs) Yes. I, I should start it. Have a good week. We'll see you. Have a great week.